Hi, and welcome to episode 87 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal, which in this case might actually mean more pasta. I can't believe I'm saying it. Yeah, pasta all the time. <laughs> all the time. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. I've got three kids. They're five, seven, and Kate, ten now. <gasps> Grant turns Stop ten it. tomorrow. Yeah, I tomorrow, can't. Halloween birthday. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Our goal of this podcast, we want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. And here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet places, anywhere else I can find a recipe. We'll have all these, we'll have all these recipes, tips, the smorgasbord, and a shopping list on our website at dinnersisters.com. You can also get them sent directly to your inbox by subscribing to our newsletter if you'd like to preview the recipes before listening. All right, Kate, this week's recipes were Peachy Aglioni from Jules Kitchen, Quick Pasta and Chickpeas by Smitten Kitchen, and Ziti with Sausage, Onions, and Fennel by Lydia Bastianich. I think anyone might find it hard to turn down a plate of pasta, right? Like, I know I can't. Mm -hmm. If that's what's for dinner, I'm sold. And, you know, I actually, I think you and I talked about this. I thought this was our first pasta episode, but it turns out it's actually our second, Betsy. Yes. Right? We we go way back for the first one, though. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Way back. Episode 14, which is like craziness. Think about that. Our first pasta episode, and we had a roasted cauliflower pasta, a BLT pasta salad, and chicken with angel hair pasta bake. And all of those were actually really good, especially that BLT pasta salad. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. It was delicious. So I need to make that again. It was a big hit in our house. And if you're interested, you can go check out that recipes. Yeah, I was thinking that we should have reminded people to make that BLT pasta over I the know. summer. But, you know, mm, you live, you learn so much. Yeah, you can do. Uh, you took this one in a, in a different direction, though, this week, Kate, and really focused on Italian sites and recipes, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of fun. It's, it's a, it's yeah, kind of narrowed it down a bit, but I think it mm-hmm. still got us some really fun things. First up is Peachy Alaglione, oh boy, sorry, Italian speakers, from Jules Kitchen. And this is a make-your-own pasta dish, and you hand-roll the peachy noodles. And peachy are fresh pasta. It's like a fat, kind of spaghetti-like. So it's a little fatter than spaghetti that you hand-roll. And to make the dough, it's real simple. You just mix up flour, water, and olive oil on the counter until you get a nice workable dough. And you just knead that until it's very smooth, which takes about 10 minutes or so. Because you're developing gluten, so the pasta is, is nice and chewy. You then let it sit for uh, at least a couple hours to, c- to kind of relax things so you can roll it out. But you can do that overnight or during the day. You roll it out into a thick sheet and slice it into strips. Then you roll the pasta between your hands until you get noodles that are a little thicker, like I said, than about a spaghetti. All those noodles get piled on a floured dish. And when you're ready to cook, boil some salted water. Then they cook really quickly, like fresh pasta does, right? A couple mis- minutes, they float to the top and you're done. But meanwhile, you make a super simple sauce. And all that is is... He- a little bit of olive oil heated in a saute pan, and you drop in a couple smashed garlic cloves. So you're not chopping the garlic, you're just smashing it to kind of like release all that flavor out of the clove. You let the garlic just brown and flavor the oil. And then you pour in some tomato puree or tomato sauce, essentially, and let it simmer for a few minutes. When the pasta and the sauce are both done cooking, toss the peachy in the sauce and you serve it. You know, Betsy, you and I, 
talked about this a little bit, and I'm mm-hmm. dying to know how this turned out for you. Yeah, I so we actually made these tonight before oh. pre podcast because um I had to make it, but also luckily it was raining and all of our after school oh. activities got canceled. So it was just like a nice night to do it anyways. Um Oh phew. I, yeah, exactly. Uh I thought it was what I liked about it, I guess, is that it seemed like a relatively approachable project cooking mm. with kind of frugal ingredients. Like it's not a big risk to, to try this, right? Because right? you're just working right. with, like, the water and the flour and the olive oil. Um, I had a little bit of trouble. My water was kind of, like, breaking out of you make a little bowl with your flour and then you pour the water oh. in between in the middle. And my flour would just, like, like make a river and run down the <laughs> counter. Um, well, you know what I did? I cheated. Did you put in a bowl? And I made this in a bowl. Okay. That seems reasonable. Like, <laughs> I made – like, I was like, I can't I, – I have this thing about, like, my counters aren't great. They're a little warped. And so, like, scraping them off is kind of a pain in the butt. And so uh-huh. I just took the biggest glass bowl that I have. Yeah. And piled it all in there and then just worked it until it was kind of, like, kneadable. And then I put it on my countertop. That seems – Not seems... authentic, but, like, much more reasonable. Yeah. I did have this, like, runaway water situation oh, several geez. times. <laughs> Um, no. and I was thinking there must be a technique that I'm not quite getting here. Because when you watch – I watched several videos before I did this. I just mm. – on YouTube. Um, and it all looked very easy. And then I was like, whoa, what's my water <laughs> all over the place? That's really uh, funny. Yeah. But it was fine in the end. Everything worked. We got our dough going, kneaded it up, let it rest on the counter. I will say um, – it says to put a piece of cling wrap over the top, and I've been trying mm-hmm. to, you know, not use that in my kitchen. So I just did the olive oil and let it sit, and it was just a couple hours. Like, I didn't do it overnight, so mm-hmm. that was fine. I didn't need to yeah. use that. I, I didn't use cling, cling wrap either. I have these Pyrex bowls that I absolutely love because they have the plastic tops on them. Yeah. So I yeah. just, like, put it back in the bowl, oiled, and put the top on just so it wouldn't evaporate too much, and it was fine. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think you've, you've got to let it rest if you don't. You'll never mm-hmm. be able to roll it out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Because there's a real big difference in the in the in just the feel of the dough, and it just rolls out so easily, I found, when it had rested a bit. Um, so did your your kids actually roll out the dough? Did they just kind of get in there? Yeah, they did. I did what you said, which was use the um, pizza cutter to kind of make the initial cuts, which was kind mm-hmm. of easy. Um, and then our noodles were extremely inconsistent, but it was very <laughs> That's fun. fun. <laughs> yeah, it was very fun. Uh, yeah. And oh, good. They were into it. And I mean, you really can't mess this up when they're like, we know how to do this because we've done it with Play-Doh. Um, <laughs> That's true. It yeah. does have a very much like, this is very handmade. You're not like rolling out pasta sheets. You're not, um, you know, crimping little tortellini. You're just like mm-hmm. rolling out, like, like you. I think you said in your Instagram story, like you're just making worms. Yeah, that's what they that's what they kept calling him. Um, and we watched a few videos. I mean, there's tons of videos on this. So we watched a couple before we tried it. And then we just went for it. And nice. I boiled them up. And I thought when I tossed all of them in there, we made sure they were coated with flour, like they say, like not mm-hmm. coated, but, you know, yeah. a little flour in there. Um, but I was like, oh, no, these are all just going to be one big glob. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And they did not do that. They 
you know. Yeah. I, I loved the texture of these. I thought they were mm-hmm. delicious and chewy. I loved it with that sauce, which was nice and kind mm-hmm. of like fresh and, and delicious tasting. Um, I made, I actually made a half batch of this because oh, nice. there's only so much fresh pasta, like you can eat at one time. Yeah. You know? Um, and we had other pasta dishes to make this week. <laughs> so right. I was like, I only do so much. Um, I liked it for a half batch was like two very generous portions. Like that's all we ate for dinner. Mm-hmm. And James loved it. You know, I would make this again. I think this, like you said, a nice rainy day project or you just kind of want to have a little bit of comfort food. This was this was a five out of five for me. I really liked making this. I thought the taste was delicious. Yeah, I thought so, too. I'm also giving this a five out of five because I think we could do this again. And it just felt really fun. I mean, really fun and like a low risk, high Real low reward stakes. Yeah. way. Which was great. Also, I will just say, this is kind of what we had for dinner, but my kids were like, I'm going to eat a banana, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is, it's definitely something, like, like I said, two really generous portions of, like, non-growing children. So you yes. may want to do, a, like, a chicken pie art on the side or, or you know, a little cheese and, and bread, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but it was fun. Growing kids. Yeah, yeah it was fun. Nice. All right, next up, we have Quick Pasta and Chickpeas by Smin Kitchen. So this recipe is almost the polar opposite of the peachy, to be honest, right? It's super simple, super quick, weeknight weeknight meal made of Mm -hmm. almost entirely pantry ingredients. And I have to admit, like full disclosure, I initially looked at the recipe because it reminded me of SpaghettiOs. And I was like, oh, okay. And so in any case, this is, it it uses a small pasta, like um, a did. Ditalini or annellini, which you sometimes see in soups, you know, like a minestrone soup. Mm-hmm. So like a pasta fagioli or a minestrone cooked in tomato sauce and then with garlic and chickpeas is all the dishes. And to make it, you warm up some olive oil in a skillet, then add a couple smashed garlic cloves, just like we did for the sauce in the last recipe, just to flavor the oil. Then you add in a good dollop of tomato paste and cook it until the kind of the raw taste is gone. You've caramelized that tomato a bit. Then in go a can of rinsed chickpeas, a half cup of that small pasta, and water. And you just simmer it for about 15 minutes or until the pasta's cooked. I had to add a little extra water as it was cooking just to kind of keep things um, loose. But, you know, no big deal. And while that's going, you also make a drizzling oil by heating a couple tablespoons of olive oil with garlic, rosemary, and crushed red pepper. When the pasta is al dente, you just kind of ladle it into bowls and pour the finishing drizzle on top. I mean, this I took one bite of this like beanie, starchy pasta thing, and I was like, I had a long week, and it was just comfort food. So how did you like it, Betsy? So I ended up making this. I'll say first that I doubled it, which I was happy. Oh, that's a good call. Yeah, Yeah, that I did, because I looked at it and thought, half a cup of pasta... Um, it was me and the kids. Oh, no. so there's just four of us, but I thought half a cup of pasta and one can of beans is not going to cut it yeah. <laughs> for us. So Yeah, um, that's not going to work. Yeah, so I did double it right off the bat. But we had been out all afternoon, and then we're going to be home quick for dinner, and then we were going to go to a haunted trail that night, the day that I made oh, it. It yeah. was on a Saturday. And so I had thought, well, this seems easy. I could make it in, in the hour or two that we mm-hmm. had in between. And it was just like – perfect for that because it wasn't fussy it was super easy it was just delicious grant said this is very slurpable is how he described (laughs) it (laughs) 
which is fun. And it feels nice. like hearty and mm-hmm. comforting because it's got the beans and the pasta and it just, um, yeah, it hit the spot. It was good. Yeah. I cannot tell you. I, as soon as I made this and took my first taste, I was like, oh, well, this is delicious. I'm so happy I made this. I mean, in my house, I always have all these ingredients. I always have a can of chickpeas. I've always got some sort of pasta, um, the tomato paste I keep in the fridge. So also like sometimes you can't even handle chopping something. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? You're like, I can't even chop an onion. And this is literally like, take something, smash the garlic clove, (laughs) throw it in there. Um, I thought I agreed. Like the chickpeas got nice and soft with that kind of simmer. um, And the pasta was super good. Did you do the drizzle? So I didn't do the drizzle because she's like, well, Uh, it would be fine if you grated some Parmesan, which I had. So I was just like, well, I've got some nice, like a block of Parmesan. So we'll just do that. But what did you think about the drizzle? I mean, that took it next level, Betsy. Mm, If you get it next time you make it and you've got a little extra time. And I think you're right. This was fine. I had it for, um, I had a couple bites before I did the drizzle. It was delicious after the drizzle. Super good. Um, You know. But the drizzle was really good and um, kind of added a little something. But I don't think you, it's not strictly necessary. Yeah. Um, yeah. For rating, how would you rate it? I mean, I'm giving this like a high four out of five, maybe five out of five. I just, yeah. I think this is something I'm going to make a lot. Everyone loved it. Mm-hmm. I think that's really some like healthy beans. We're always talking about getting more beans in our diet. I know, um, man. I this know. Is, this, is, this is a good one. This is a five out of five for me. I mean, I feel like I don't want to just like throw out fives willy nilly, but hey, it was super quick, super delicious, was not junk food. You know, it wasn't just like eating a bowl of cereal Uh and like feeling hungry the next in an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, so it was really good. Uh, Total success. So thanks again, Smitten Kitchen. And in case you're wondering why Smitten Kitchen is a little like Italian oriented, she actually adapted this from um, a you know, a meal that she had when I think she was in Italy or something. So Mm -hmm. that's where that comes from. Yeah. She had a little head note about that, which was nice. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the last recipe today is ziti with sausage, onions, and fennel by Lydia Bastianich. Yeah. So Lydia Bastianich is one of the original, amazing Italian chefs that kind of helped popularize Italian food in the U.S., and she's had several successful restaurants. But I think, Betsy, you and I know her from her PBS show, like her mm-hmm. cooking show, right? Yeah. Yeah. I really like her. She's like this warm and expert cook who knows a lot about Italian foods and a lot about the home cook. And I have, I think, at least one of her cookbooks about like Italian-American food, which I just love. And I would recommend any of her cookbooks to anyone who's like looking for really solid recipes, delicious Italian food. And she'll like up your game. You know, Mm -hmm. she's got some really good recipes in there, but this isn't from her cookbook. This is from her website and it is for a sugo sauce, which I had to look up. It's typically like a long simmered sauce, but this one doesn't take that long, which is kind of nice. So it's a fennel, onion and sausage sauce, which kind of get browned in stages. So to make it, you brown a pound of loose Italian sausage, like the meat, not like in casings, right? Then you push that to the side to make room for some sliced onions. You brown those for a bit, and then you push the onions to the side with a sausage, Mm -hmm. and you add some thinly sliced fennel. Let that brown and caramelize, and then you mix it up and make a hole in the center of your saute pan, like push everything to the sides there. And you add a third of a cup of tomato paste, and you let that caramelize. Then you add in a bit of crushed red pepper and let that kind of bloom in the oil. 
while this is all going on, you should have been boiling a pound of ZT and cooking that off. And when the pasta was done, you need to save some of the pasta liquid. Because what happens is once we've done that tomato paste, crushed red pepper thing, you're going to take the pasta liquid and pour it into the sauce. And you mix that up and you get this like delicious tomatoey red sauce that you let simmer for about five minutes or so to let things meld. And you toss it with your ziti and um, let that cook a little bit, you know, get the pasta to be nice, nice texture and serve, you know. So tell me, how did this go for you, Betsy? Yeah. So I liked the, I actually made this with Maida, who's my middle daughter. Oh. And she was just happened to be in the kitchen and wanted to help. And it was kind of a fun recipe because it was mm. like, um, you know, you brown the meat and then you push it to the side. And then you do the yeah. onions a little bit on this side <laughs> and then you push and mix it up and push that to the side. And then you do your fennels and everything was like pushing over or making a well right. in the middle or kind of. <laughs> it's very active. Yeah. It was very active and kind of fun that way. Uh, and it was a way that the sauce came together that I had not done before, I don't yeah. think. Um, but man, my pan was full by the time we got to the end of this. Yeah. I made a half recipe again and I'm glad I did. Yeah, it just made sense. It made a lot of pasta, which I think it, this would be great, Kate, for like uh, having neighbors over or if you're serving oh, kind of yeah. a crowd. I, yeah. I totally agree. I also think you could easily have this. Mm-hmm. So for me, one of the smaller funnel bulbs, bulbs was about a half pound. Okay. Yeah. I went to Trader Joe's and I bought like a two pack of them, but like a smaller fennel bulb is a bulb is about a half a pound, which is, she says like, use a p- full pound fennel bulb. And I was like, that's a huge fennel bulb. My God. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I was like, goodness. Um, but yeah, I definitely agree. I poured it out of the platter to take pictures for the podcast. I was like, oh, well, this would be a delicious thing to like bring to the table. <laughs> this like yeah. sausage feast, right? Mm-hmm. With a bunch of Parmesan cheese on the side and some garlic bread. I was like picturing this dinner party in my head. Um, but if you have it, it's actually not a bad meal for, you know, four people or two and leftovers. Um, this was really good. I, I thought it was delicious. I liked the technique. And um, overall, I would give this like a four out of five. I thought it was really delicious. Like a high four out of five. What about yeah. you? Yeah, me too. I'm giving this a high four to five. We'll probably uh, make it more when, you know, fennel's at the market, which it kind of is right now. Mm-hmm. And I just, I thought it was good. And it was kind of a fun way to make it. And it was really, really comfort food, yeah. delicious, cozy. All melded together. Rustic, you know, mm-hmm. kind of, yeah, in a bowl. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, wrapping it up, Betsy. Mm-hmm. What is our what is your winner for the week? I'm gonna say it's the chickpeas, Kate, because mm. that was just I had never made that before. It was good. That was really good. I I'm I loved all of these almost equally, but I think the mm-hmm. chickpeas like edged it out just for simplicity's sake. Like the the recipe that I'll probably make the most is got to be those chickpeas because it was so darn good. Yeah, I feel the same way because they were all so good this week and I love them Mm -hmm. for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Me too. Well, if any of these recipes sound good to you, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery list at dinnersisters.com. There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, and all the other things that we talk about on our show. If you'd like to chat more with us, yeah, ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We love chatting with you all and it's always so interesting. We had someone make um, the Kahari Kima 
Remember that? Mm-hmm, With venison. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was yeah. like fantastic. It looks so good. So we're sharing so recipes. Yeah, we're talking. And you can find us on Facebook at Dinner Sisters Podcast. All right, Kate, before we head to the smorgasbord, a break. Okay, Kate, so this week's smorgasbord is all about Italian treats. Yeah, I know you and I always want a little something sweet after every meal. And I can mm-hmm. take this to the extreme. Like, I can even be like, so I had some breakfast. Is there a little breakfast dessert? <laughs> like a little, yeah. <laughs> like, a little right. like a little, pastry with my second cup of coffee? I think we have also done – so if we're talking about any of these dishes that we made today for a podcast, there are a few Italian desserts that I think would be absolutely phenomenal at the end of these meals. And I think they deserve revisiting. Plus, you sent me a delicious idea that I'm super excited to try. Yeah, Kate. So I came across this on Instagram this week and it's called Crema di Limoncello. So what you do is you start with the grated lemon peel and that is kind of like soaked in Everclear or vodka for about a week. And then you strain it out, mix it with some half and half. And I think some of the recipes call for a little bit of sugar and vanilla. Mm -hmm. They're all a little bit different. I looked at a couple of them because I thought, ooh, well, now I'm going to definitely make this. Um So you just kind of – it's that, like, extracted, delicious, lemony liquor with a little bit of half and half and vanilla Mm -hmm. and sugar. And then you keep it in the freezer. And, you know, the suggestion was to have it as sort of an after-dinner drink, like just a little bit. Yeah. And a little Well, it is something that in Italian restaurants in Rhode Island, they will often – some of them will give you – a little, a little teeny glass of limoncello at the end of the meal, like complimentary kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Or if you mm-hmm. like know the manager, they'll like bring over the limoncello. It's like a nice. thing, right? Nice. So yes. when you said the crema de limoncello, I was like, ooh, because like yeah. a creaminess, kind of that like creamsicle lemon kind of thing. Thought and as we talk really about good. on the podcast a lot, Kate, we love dairy, and especially if it's we do love dairy. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we're like dairy and limoncello. Sign Yum. me up. Yum. <laughs> All right. What did you want to talk about? So I thought we'd talk about some Italian desserts that we've made in the past for other episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one I thought of was episode 50. We made this Italian tea cake called a ciambellone. Mm-hmm. And so it's a yogurt cake with citrus zest and you bake it in a tube pan. And when it's all done, you glaze it with a super lemony syrup glaze. Yeah. It is so moist, so good, and it keeps forever with that glaze, yeah, that right, and the yogurt. One. I loved that one. Yeah. This is the kind of cake you make for a party, and then the treat for having a party and all these people over and doing all that work, the next day is a slice of it for breakfast. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then, like, a second slice when you're having your second cup of coffee. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> just, like, a smaller slice, because, like, not a full one, but yeah, just, like, yeah. a smaller slice. Yeah. This is... This was really good with coffee. Um, I was like, oh, I should make that recipe again. It was so good. So Ciambolone, we'll have it in our show notes, but that was from episode 50, which was an Italian winter dinner party. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we also made Marcella Hazen's Semifredo de Chocolato mm-hmm. in episode 30. And this is a creamy, semi-frozen dairy dessert with, like, ribbons of chocolate. Um I remember making this, Kate. We had to mm. you had to grate all that chocolate. Remember that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was a lot of it was a lot of chocolate grating. We did complain a little bit about that. There was a um, little bit. 
There was a little bit, but it's so good. It is once really you good. get past the grating, then <laughs> it's like amazing. And also, this was another thing. So you freeze it up in a loaf pan, and then it stays in your freezer, and then you slice mm-hmm. it for you know for guests. And it's pretty rich. Like I felt like I had yeah. this for a while, and it was just delicious. And surprisingly this was so. really, yeah. really good. And I think what was so delicious for me is it is an ice cream adjacent dessert without yeah. breaking out your ice cream maker. Yeah, exactly. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you kind of unmold it and it's nice and pretty and you can put it on a pretty plate and then slice it and like have it with your coffee and things. And it's it's so good. I think, you know, again, with the coffee. <laughs> yeah. I'm back to I'm like, yeah, just right. a little coffee. Uh-huh. <laughs> it all comes back to a little a little snack with the coffee for me. Oh, my goodness. Um, I thought this would be really delicious with the peachy. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. you have that kind of meal and then you have that rich dessert because the peachy isn't too heavy. Anyway, um, yeah, if you guys are interested in those desserts and you want to check out the links and get the recipes, they'll be in our show notes. We can make sure you get to them. And for sure, we will let you know. We have not made it yet, but we will let you know how that crema de limoncello goes. Coming up next week... Our friend Tara is back, and we are doing a cookbook review. Yay! I always love having Tara on the podcast. She's so much fun. And we are reviewing the cookbook Indianish by Priya Krishna. And we've had a lot of fun cooking from it, and I can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Yeah, that'll be a nice one. All right, so that's what's for dinner this week. So you next time on The Dinner Sisters, we'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com for show notes and other fun stuff. If you have some dinner ideas, you can always shoot us an email at dinnersisterspodcast at gmail.com. Lastly, we always say it, but we really mean it. If you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Plus, we read the reviews like total creepers and send each other screenshots of that. So that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. With (laughs) our coffee. With our coffee and a little snack, you know, a little dessert. (laughs) Thanks and happy eating.